Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go! from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Okay, greetings and good day to all of you ladies and gentlemen out there again. Oscar, give me a 5-5 if I sound clear. Had to restart this show because I was sounding like I was in a tin can yet again. Thank you, Podbean. I am Jason, your co-host, and I got a 5-5 from my good friend Oscar over there in the Missouri General General Assembly. Thank you very much, my friend. You are awesome. And again, I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior, uh, Christ Jesus, at our side because he is the host with the most. And don't forget, he is the most high. We give him all the glory. And uh, he is in charge. He is in the captain's chair, of course. He's at the helm. He's behind the wheel. He is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line. Today is Friday, August 4th, 2022, and you are listening to episode 589. It's all coming out. That's right. And we will be doing a reading out of Psalm 60. But first, I have to do my regular daily disclaimer, as we all know, okay? I want to clarify that I am not a doctor. I'm not a holistic health expert or anything related to that. I'm not a financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer. That's right. I don't want to be classified as one of those scumbags. I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer any legal advice. I do not offer, I do, excuse me, I do not have a political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-lettered corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. And while I am a member of the Michigan General General Assembly and advocate for participation in the local General General Assemblies, I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. I don't care what you've heard, and I don't care what emails that you have been getting from an at earthlink.com email claiming to be the quote-unquote lawful assembly saying that there are specific people that are suspended i'm going to tell you right now these people are reprobates they have no standing and you cannot build a house on something there's when there's no foundation these people have no foundation these people that i speak about you can actually read about on national-assembly.net these people 
are involved in a coup. So let's just be clear about that. Also, I want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, like these reprobates who are trying to participate in this coup, but also the American States National or the American States Assembly, not involved with that, not the National Liberty or Life Force or Beacon 37 or Roos or Tactical Civics or any of those other organizations outside the Michigan model. And more importantly, I've never uh, participated in any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence or David Street and company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence unless you step on my front door with it. Then we're going to have a different story. But please note that the opinions, thoughts and statements expressed on this show are solely my own unless otherwise referenced. Going once, going twice, sold to the lady in the second row. Boy, I sound like an auctioneer on that one. Holy moly. All right. So before we get into the actual topic of discussion about it's all coming out, we're going to change up the format just a little bit today just because there's quite a bit to uh, cover as far as audio goes. So what we're going to do today is we're going to jump right into the reading, Psalm 60. Okay, so we're going to do that. New King James Version. So we're going to get right into the Bible reading, okay, because what we're going to be getting into is there's a lot here and I really don't want to break away from it and then have to touch on it after the prayer, you know? So, and maybe I should always start like that, but you know, today I just want to, I feel like it's important to just get right into the Bible reading first and then we'll get into it. So, um, this is an urgent prayer for the restored favor of God. All right. And this is to the chief musician, um, set to a Lily of the testimony. Okay. Now, starting with verse one, it says, Oh God, you have cast us off. You have broken us down. You have been displeased. Oh, restore us again. You have made the earth tremble. You have broken it. Heal its breaches for its shaking. You have shown your people hard things. You have made us drink the wine of confusion. You have given a banner to those who fear you that it may be displayed because of the truth. Selah that your beloved may be delivered, save with your right hand and hear me. God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and measure out the valley of Sakath. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the helmet for my head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom, I will cast my shoe. Philistia shout in triumph because of me. Who will bring me to the strong city? Who will lead me to Edom? Is, is, is it not you, O God, who cast us off? And you, O God, who did not go out with our enemies, armies? Give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. I want to repeat that verse 11. I like that. And it's something we should all remember. Give us help from trouble for the help of man is useless. Through God, we will do valiantly for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. Amen to that. And that is again, Psalm 60 verses one through 12. Now, Psalm 60, we witness David's heartfelt plea to God again, as we have been kind of reading over the last several Psalms during a time of distress and turmoil, kind of much like what we're kind of seeing in today's present culture, what, you know, in today's society and in, in, in this country, right? Because we're seeing people trying to take down the lawful assembly. They're trying to, you know, have a coup. Obviously, we saw it in the de facto world in 2020 when they, you know, stole the election. 
from Donald John Trump, which we're going to get into a little bit more about that. And people might be thinking, Jason, this is a Bible reading. Why are we talking about politics? This has nothing to do with politics, just FYI. So if somebody's listening to this show new, I don't talk about politics over here. What we talk about over here is how the people restore power back into our hands. Okay. How the people restore power back into our hands, how we get the power back. All right. So um, we don't talk politics over here. We talk about how we restore the Republic, how we get back to solid foundation, how we shrink down big freaking de facto swampland government back to small limited government. Like it always have should have been. So just FYI, this is the type of turmoil and distress that the American people have been dealing with. And as we delve into the psalm, we can actually draw valuable lessons that resonate with our own lives today. Because first and foremost, David's willingness to acknowledge and express his struggles, that serves as a poignant reminder that we too need to confront our own difficulties honestly by opening our hearts to God. And we can find solace and strength in his presence. Now, moreover, David's unwavering trust in God's sovereignty exemplifies the importance of faith amidst diversity. And in our modern day trials, we can actually apply these lessons by relinquishing our worries and trusting that God has a plan for our lives. Yes, folks, this is the plan that we need to trust. You know how we always keep hearing from Q, trust the plan. Well, God's plan is the ultimate plan that we need to trust. Don't let anybody else deceive you otherwise. Again, man is useless when it comes to helping each other out. The only help we need to rely on is God's plan. That's the plan you trust. And don't make any mistake. We are part of that plan. And this belief in God's control actually brings us comfort and hope, even in the face of uncertainty. Now, furthermore, David's prayer for restoration and healing highlights the significance of significant, or excuse me, in seeking reconciliation in our relationships. Now, when we encounter conflicts or rifts with others, we can learn from David's example and strive for restoration, forgiveness, and healing. See, see, this is not only this not only strengthens our bonds with other people, but it fosters inner peace. And so, David's recognition that human help may fall short, right? Man's help may fall short. It emphasizes the need to rely on God's strength in our daily challenges. And so rather than solely depending on our abilities or seeking solutions from others, which we have been so accustomed to doing and we need to stop doing that, we just need to turn to God for guidance and support. And he can lead us through the toughest of times. See, this is what we need to get back to, folks. We need to get back to sound doctrine of the word and getting back to putting God at the top of that pedestal. And this is how we run our country, folks. This is how we get our country back. God has to be at the center and at the heart of it all. He's got to be at the center and heart of all of our uh, and our families. He needs to be at the heart and center of our marriages, how we parent. He needs to be at the heart and center of everything we do. I don't know if I can explain that much more clearly than that or clearer than that. God has to be at the head of the table, always. It's like I say at the beginning of the show, he is the captain of the ship and he's steering us. We just have to submit to his will and know that he's going to steer us into that safe harbor. But see, if we don't do that, we're going to be stuck out in the storm, getting washed all over the place and possibly capsized and, and drowned to death. Do you want that? Because if we try doing it on our own, again, man is useless. If we try doing it on our own, 
we're screwed. Rely on God. This is how we how we guide and how we lead a nation is with God at the head of that. And so lastly, even though that Saul mentions ancient jurisdictions and governance, right? The underlying message endures seeking God's wisdom in matters of governance and decision-making again. And we can apply this lesson by fostering principles of integrity, compassion, and justice in our own personal and communal lives. By letting God's wisdom, folks, by letting God's wisdom guide our actions, we can actually work towards a more just and harmonious society. I'm serious. Where we can have all of our assemblies in all 50 states and return back to self-governance, again, with God at the head of the table here. And overall, Psalm 60 carries timeless wisdom and transcends the ages. And as we face daily trials and navigate the complexities of life, we need to remember to confront our struggles honestly. Not a lot of people know how to do that because they don't want to face their troubles and struggles. We need to face them honestly. We need to trust in God's sovereignty. We need to seek re reconciliation and healing, rely on his strength, and allow his wisdom to guide our decisions. That's it, point blank. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And by doing so, we can find hope, resilience, and a deeper connection with the divine amidst life's challenges. I mean, that's really all there is to it. I don't want to make it sound black and white and like it's that simple, but it really is that simple. Trust in him, and he will guide all of us. Now, let's pivot a little bit to the discussion. Now, I'm sure you guys have all seen posts of, you know, um, Donald Trump. Trump was putting out there that he's going to be flying to D.C., that he's getting arrested, right, that he's going to allow himself to get arrested. Now, there's a reason for all of this. Again, there is a reason for all this, and it all falls back into the 21 requisitions that was put forward many, 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 many years ago. And I say many, many, many years ago, like we're talking 10, 11 years ago. Okay, there were requisitions that were put forward by we, the people in General Assembly to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, to the military, to POTUS, to the Provost Marshal, to the JAG. That would be the Judge Advocate General, you know, the one that's, you know, ahead of these tribunals that's going on. All these people in the de facto world and in, in, in that side. And you have to understand that there is a much bigger thing. There's much bigger events that are that are still to come. And. It's really, really interesting to see kind of play out because how do I want to even say this? Let's just say this. So what Trump is doing, Commander-in-Chief Trump, that is, he is setting the stage to allow everything to be displayed out in public purview. He's, a, he's setting up the stage for things to come out. See, him going there, I mean, if you see the pictures and photos of him and, and videos of him, he does not look the least bit troubled at all. I mean, seriously, go look. He, he does not look stressed or anxious at all. He's cool as a cucumber. And it seems that there are different perspectives out there on these events involving you know, Donald Trump, his arrest, and, of course, with the Biden administration, <coughs> fake administration. But some individuals on the left... And again, this ain't a show about politics, but, you know, let's just be real. There's still a division of left, right. But some people on the left believe that Trump may face arrest by him going there, right? And possibly related to his outspoken stance against the, you know, election fraud in 2020. 
and they think that this time they have a strong they have strong evidence to hold them accountable. <laughs> Boy, it's gonna. I would love to see their faces when all this comes out. But see, now you look on the other hand with the other side, right? There are individuals who believe, like us, right, that that there might be a bias against Trump and you know his supporters, like us, right? And and they observe various there is a uh, various bombshell revelations about the Biden family. And the mounting evidence that's about to come out on the medical crimes related to COVID and probably many other things, you know, crimes against humanity, child trafficking, so on and so forth, you know, all that stuff. The bio labs that Hunter happens to own in Ukraine. And so the, the question is going to be coming out and why these incidences are occurring. See, here's the thing. They are questioning why these incidents are occurring if everything the left claims about Trump is true. I mean, the case against Trump is set to be presented before the U.S. District Judge Tanya. I think that's her name, Tanya uh, Chutkan or something like that. And she was uh, she was appointed by Obama by um, in, in a, you know, and has a um, how do I want to say she was appointed by Obama and has a previous connection to Hunter Biden. Hmm. Can you say conflict of interest? That sounds a bit, that sounds like a bit stacked, but, 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 but again, is it though? Again, let's trust God's plan here because, you know, according to some information that's out there that, you know, Trump has been hit with four counts related to 2020 election. That's, that's the claim and conspiracy to defraud the United States. Okay. And conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding and obstruction to an official proceeding and conspiracy against rights. Well. Really? I guess the indictment claims that Trump knowingly spread false claims about the election to undermine trust in the election process. Did he? Because we're going to find out a little bit more as time goes on, folks. And I think this, this, the, the, the puzzle palace of a mind that the left has, they're going to be so frazzled and so confused when all this stuff comes out. They, I, Talk about Meltdown USA. It's going to happen because these people are going to be like, oh, my God, everything that I that I believed in and this structure and this foundation and this system that I believed in is just all burning up around me. Why? Because it's all built on fraud. You can't build a solid house without a solid foundation. And these people have no foundation. And when that house of cards falls down, so does their belief system. I don't want to poke fun at these people and say, I'm going to laugh my you-know-what off, but if I'm going to be honest, I am. But at the same time, I'm also going to make sure that I'm there to offer, what do you want to say, a, 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 a bridge by you know handing my hand out and saying, look, let's talk. Okay, now I'm not going to laugh at these people in their face. What kind of monster do you think I am? Internally, yes, I'm going to chuckle. But at the end of the day, if we're going to come together as a united people in these United States of America, we have to be united together with God at the helm. Okay, just because they believed in a fraudulent system and and they, they, they fed into the lies hook, line and sinker doesn't mean. We shun them for life and say, nope, you stay in your own little community over there because you guys were, you know, idiots and, and didn't believe us when we were trying to tell you that the masks were BS and trying to tell you that COVID shots are going to harm you and tried to tell you X, Y, and Z. No, we're not going to do that. What we're going to try to do is we're going to try to build that bridge and bring people over so they can cross over as they please and have that conversation. 
April says on the chat, I'm sorry, but I'm going to laugh in some of their faces. You know, look, <laughs> look at the end of the day, look, we're all men and women here. We're all, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's human nature, as they say, right? Even though I hate the word human for, and what it stands for and what it means, but I guess that's human nature, right? I mean, look, I'd be a damned liar if I said I wasn't going to laugh a little bit, but at the end of the day, we also have to remember to have enough humility to offer that hand, right? Offer that hand and say, do you want to know what's going on? Let's, let's help clarify what's really going on. Okay. Because remember when everything started coming out, folks, in our, you know, when truth started coming out, we started learning about the whole adrenochrome thing and the child sex trafficking thing and, and, and cloning and what they do there. I mean, just and how CIA ran and operated Hollywood and they used Hollywood and the music industry to manipulate the narrative along with the news media agencies that's owned by only a few select individuals. You remember how devastated we were when we finally started coming out of our own deep sleep and we started waking up to what was going on. Do you remember? Go back in time, folks. Do you remember the amount of um, uh, grieving you had to do? Because your whole reality that we all believed in that the public education school system was good for us, that, that the FBI was really trying to, you know, serve justice on our behalf, trying to protect and serve, right? All of that went to pot and it, 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 it was a lot for us to take in. I mean, it took me months to accept what the hell we were seeing. I was like, wow. Everything I had been taught has been a lie. April was just saying right here, took me months to come to terms with everything. Yeah, us too. So I guess what I'm saying is let's not laugh too hard at these people who are still in a big, deep sleep. Because remember in our life, when we figured things out, we're like, oh my gosh, it sucked, didn't it? So let's, let's try to display some grace that God would want us to display because that is how we become united. All right. We have to become united because our realities and our house of cards of beliefs crumbled in our mind. And yes, it's going to be like that on steroids for the other side. And so it's important to remember that these allegations and the legal matters that are going on, they need to be thoroughly investigated and evaluated by appropriate authorities, okay? Anything and everything that you're seeing in the news, just take very, you know, take a lot of caution in what you believe. But at the end of the day, this whole thing that's happening with Trump being, you know, going to D.C., it opens the door for Trump to subpoena all these people and have all evidence laid out for all to see of the fraud that has been per perpetrated on the American public. Now, what I want to do, we're going to take a listen to some audio. And the first thing we're going to take a listen to, I got two long audio pieces. The first one's about, hold on a second. First one's about nine minutes and 22 seconds long. The next one's about 13 minutes and 35 seconds long. But first, before I play those two audio pieces, and we're going to talk about them off and on here. But this first, the, 
the first audio piece, or I, I should say the second audio piece I'm going to play that's nine minutes, is going to be by Jan Halper Hayes, who sits on a task force for the Department of Defense, and she'll be discussing Executive Order 13848, which talks about the bankruptcy of America and what happened and why Donald Trump walked in front of the queen, right? Remember that? She's going to talk about all this. See, all this all this comes full circle with the 21 requisitions that the people in General Assembly put forward. She's going to be talking about this more in detail. And let's let me also just kind of add out there that some of us happen to know somebody who is part of the Department of Defense and I'm sure is part of a specific task force. In fact, something very cool to know, you know, and we're kind of, you know, some of some people have information on what's going on out there. But this particular lady, again, Jan Halper Hayes, again, on the task force for the Department of Defense is going to discuss this a little bit further. She was on a show. I believe it was somewhere out there in England. Um, but before we play that audio. Before we play that audio. Here's a little 15 second piece that just, again, displays the reality of how the agenda gets pushed by all media companies out there. You've probably heard something similar to this. Listen to this. Unfortunately, some members of the media, some members of the media, some members of the media, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias, to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Unfortunately, that's right. Some that's right. That right there shows you the amount of synchronicity among all news media agencies out there that have a script that they follow. They read word for word, verbatim. Where are these scripts coming from? This is how they brainwash a country, folks. This is how they manipulate the minds of men and women to keep them stooped down stupid you know keep them dumb and stupid and ignorant to what's really going on now let's get to the audio from jan halper hayes listen to her i'm gonna actually just let this play all the way through with very little interruptions if anything let's listen to this good to see you as always good to see you um there's so many people putting this down as a political conspiracy theory but actually there are real questions to be answered here there are? Yeah, of course there are. Of course there are. What he's being accused of, but what part do you think is to answer that the 2020 election is going to be re-litigated because of this? They've made a huge, huge mistake with this one because even though we thought what was going to happen was they were going to go after him for treason or sedition, but they did criminally charge him, but they didn't go to that extreme. As a result, he has due process so he can subpoena people and bring things in. Now, let me say something about this 2020 election is that Biden is a legitimate president, but he's a legitimate president of what is now the bankrupt U.S. corporation. And that was a treaty in 1871. Well, on September 12th, 2018, Trump created an executive order. Within that, he outlined in future elections, any kind of foreign or domestic interference, specifically for the 2020 election. So we say, 
How did he know some of these things were going to happen? Election integrity on both sides of the aisle is tough. It's really tough. But what this has done is it's opened the door for Trump to present his case. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because I mean, because I mean, what we see on this side of the pond is a very difficult situation where the legal system is politicized in the United States, which is abhorrent to us over right. here. So the fact that Trump can subpoena some people saying it's a mistake by Jack Smith, but actually he can subpoena. We you know, people can actually see evidence from both right. sides. That's a sensible yes, move. Exactly, and and it's a great mistake by Jack Smith that he's done that. Absolutely great. See, the thing is, think about um, uh, Edward Snowden and all the information he had. Think about the fact that our military, our Department of Defense Space Force, <clears throat> if you think that they don't have the actual real results from the election, then you're fooling yourself. Yeah, but what we what we do know with this is there are we're told <clears throat> uh, uh, that there are plenty of notes from people, including Vice President um, Pence, that there are some recordings of of Donald Trump acknowledging that actually what he said in public was nonsense. That some of these states, whether he claimed he was in, out saying it's, I mean, look, Detroit is corrupt. It's all corrupt. The results are corrupt. And that when in reality, he knew it wasn't. That's illegal. But you know what? That's what someone's claiming. But that's not the fact. And that's not what Donald Trump really has ever said. He's been very, very clear. I mean, the issues were, for example, in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court of the state of Pennsylvania stepped in and changed some of the election laws. Under our Constitution, it's only the state legislators that can do that. 2,000 Mules, the film that came out, what they did, they spent over 4 million tracking the phones. And the reason it's only 2,000 Mules is that based on the visits to the drop boxes in Georgia, they had to have gone over 10 times. And they've got all the film for that. So the thing is that um, the election integrity is so different and so problematic in every single state, every single state. But that doesn't mean that the machines didn't do something, that there were some other kind of finagling, but the long and well, short, go ahead. Well, it, it doesn't, but that's, that's where conspiracy comes in, is it? To say, well, it doesn't mean that something didn't happen. Well, there's no evidence that it happened. I mean, no. There's how many how many court cases did the Trump campaign try to bring? There's nothing's gone in his favor. Okay, wait a minute. Everyone, the media goes, oh, there were 60, 60 court cases that were rejected. No, there were three. He won two. He lost one. Fifty-seven were never heard because they had no standing. And standing means that the person bringing the case has to claim some kind of impact or injury. So it's really, you know, the media did that and they're great at doing that, but it, it was a fallacy in there. And the thing is that, um, you know, you know, I sit on a task force at the Department of Defense and the thing is they've got the goods. They've got the goods. And Trump knew that if he presented any of the goods early on, we'd have a civil war that he really felt that the people needed to see how bad it could get.
And that's the sense that we're getting from Trump's lawyer about what his defense is going to be. So he, this is all going to be based on free speech, the First Amendment in the US Constitution, that he had a right to say what he believed. And mm -hmm. he believed uh, that the election results were not uh, as was put out. But the point is, if you live in a democracy and you believe in a democracy, then that means that even if you don't like the outcome which, by the way, we don't live in a democracy. We're returning back to a republic, but uh, no, we don't love a democracy. But, you know, this is, again, news agency over in England. There you go. You respect that because it's a democratic vote. Well, a, a democratic vote. And so, therefore, he should be silent about it. No, he, has a, he has a right to speak. But the issue, of course, is if he then acts to subvert that election. Result. Oh, so that because you think he's being criticized because in Georgia, he said, can you find me 12,000 votes? Or, um, you know, the thing is, he didn't try to subvert anything. What he's really done is he set up the deep state to come out. And that's why we're seeing all these things. I mean, it just it was revealed with whistleblowers and um, Hunter Biden's ex-best friend that in 2015, um, the head of Burisma gave Joe and Hunter Biden 10 million bribe. In 2018, Hunter is, I mean, uh, Joe is on TV publicly saying that he threatened that unless they got the prosecutor fired, that um, he wasn't going to let them have their 1 billion in support. In 2019, Trump calls Zelensky to find out about what went on to get the prosecutor fired and he gets impeached. Mm. I mean, that's, we've lived with it for a long time. Brother, that's, that's, we're almost out of time. I, just oh. want, I just want to pick you up on one thing. You said earlier on, you know, um, Donald Trump has been very clear on this. Is he a man that you, be, I mean, look, he's about a believable as a, Chocolate teapot, isn't he? Look, I know that. Oh, thank God you got the negativity in at the end and not the beginning. <laughs> I can always count on you for that. Always. Um, but it's a legitimate point to say that Donald Trump is a man who always speaks the truth. That can't be the case. I mean, it's hardly the case of any leader, to be fair. But I mean, definitely not Donald Trump. Well, I don't know if I said everything or always, because I do call him the embellisher in chief because he's mm. a marketer. Um, but in terms of telling us things, optics, you better believe that he's very much a straight shooter in terms of actions that he's going to take or what he thinks needs to be done. You know, they made fun of him because they assumed he broke protocol and walked in front of the queen. No, if you go back and look at it, you will see he looked at her. She gave a wave with her hand. He proceeded. She took a couple of steps, he stopped, and he waited for her to join. That was an optic to tell us that he then was going to bankrupt the U.S. corporation because it was the Vatican, the Crown, and the U.S. that was part since 1871. And we were giving you our tax dollars. We were paying back. You know, we, forget this Tea Party and without taxation, without representation. We owed you a lot of money because you helped us in the Civil War. And so that is what Trump has now, he told the queen, I'm ending this. We're dissolving this corporation.
We're going to go back to being a republic and we'll all be separate. The Pope wasn't happy. You should find the picture of him visiting the Pope. It took 650 planes to remove our gold from the Vatican Bank. I'm not very wow. happy about it, Jan, to be perfectly honest. We could do with your money at the minute. <laughs> Keep it flowing, I say. Um, Jan Halperhey's really good to see. Wow. That's what you call a mic drop, ladies and gentlemen. Kaboom! That's right, Alvin. That is worth laughing at for sure. Yeah, see, I love what Oscar says. Take that there, you red coat. <laughs> That's freaking great. I'm telling you right there, folks, this is coming out. This is coming out, and it's coming out in full force. This is why the show is called It's All Coming Out. Listen, this is so freaking weird. As as I can and I'm starting to see God's plan unfold more and more. I guess this is why we when they say trust the plan, trust God's plan because God was the one that pushed me and nudged me internally to start this podcast as he has pushed and nudged many other people to get involved in many other ways whether if it's rescuing children, whether if it's getting involved in the assembly, whether if it's becoming an educator within the assembly, whether if it's somebody in the de facto world trying to push out this truth of what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, there are so many people out there that are called by God and they are being activated, that's the plan that we have to trust, God's plan. And it's so amazing. One would probably think, Jason, it's amazing the way you talk. I've had people say this to me, actually. <clears throat> They're like, it seems like you're almost privy to certain information. No, I'm not. I just happen to be, you know, I read a lot and I do my best to listen to God and I pray for discernment and ask him, what do you want me to cover? And then all of a sudden some videos will pop out that, you know, on telegram and then it'll prompt some thought to discuss a certain topic. And I'm like, this is perfect. I mean, that's God's doing right there. I don't care who you are. That's not freaking anybody giving me any type of, you know, script to follow. That's all God's doing. It is coming out. And what's about to come out even more is again, as Trump gets a quote unquote arrested, he's going to be subpoena, you know, subpoenaing you know, get subpoenaing. I don't even know how you, how you would say that, but dropping subpoenas on people to have to come into the court again to lay all this stuff out. My, like my coastal runner staying here, AKA mom, she says right here, Trump indictment comes out conveniently at the same time. Hunter is in the news as well. They want to clog the news cycle with Trump. That's exactly it because it's starting to come out that Hunter owns a bio lab and among other things out in Ukraine. What the hell does he need a bio lab for among other things? I mean, uh, <clears throat> I mean, there's many more other important questions that we need to ask about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and company at all. But again, they're just trying to clog the news cycle. There's no doubt about that. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> what I also want to play, this is a little bit longer. Now, maybe you've heard it, maybe not. Now, this comes from a 45-minute to 50-minute video that is under the resources section on national-assembly.net, okay? Um, it's called What You Didn't Know About Trump. And it goes much in further detail about all the different places that Trump went to go fly and visit after he uh, assumed office, right, <clears throat> before he got sworn in for that position. But the part that I'm going to play, again, going back to the Vatican, we're going to start there. Now, obviously, before he went to the Vatican, he flew to, you know, um, Saudi Arabia, you know, to the Middle East. He flew to um, Jerusalem, I believe it was, some, basically Israel.
but the part that I'm going to pick up on is when he went to the Vatican. So let's give this a little listen to. Let's let's kind of take a little blast in the past for a minute and remember what occurred when Trump first took office. Let's let's see here. Let's make sure my audio is up and play. And um, they symbolically um, signed off. Now, what did the Vatican have to do to sign off? You see, the Fed is controlled by a certain group within the Catholic Church who went forth and spread the teachings of Christianity, the Jesuits. When is a central bank not a central bank? When is a private bank public and a public bank private? Sound mysterious and full of secrets? Well, that's the Vatican Bank. It's in 1929, they hit a deal with Mussolini, the head of the fascist state. He recognized them as a real country, that little piece of land, and in return gave them about a billion dollars in today's money, compensating them for the loss of the papal states. They said, what do we do with a billion dollars? We're clerics, not financiers. They hired a guy who was a brilliant financial whiz, Bernardino Nogaro. He came in. He understood arbitrage, he understood offshore banking, he understood how to move hard assets around, investments in real estate, and he started to do that. In the middle of World War II, he said to the Pope, I need a bank. It's not enough to have correspondent banks. We need to move our money off the radar so the British and Americans can't follow what we're doing because they were playing both sides. The Americans and Brits they were investing in and the Germans and Italians, they didn't know who would win. They wanted to make sure they were covered. And that's the birth of the Vatican Bank. They go from an institution that can't embrace capitalism to one that suddenly has its own bank in the middle of the war. They were in control of the Fed. So Trump did not leave until Pope Francis issued a papal bull announcing that by a certain date, the, um, the Vatican Bank, which was in charge of all, was the, the head executor, uh, the exchequer of all of the earthwide um, Federal Reserve banking systems in each country would be handed over to one Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump is not, Mark, just the executor, the exchequer of the U.S. Treasury and therefore the Fed within the United States. He is the exchequer for Earth. He is the exchequer for the treasuries for every single country on earth. That's what I told you earlier. He, no human being in history has ever been more powerful, owned more things or richer than Donald Trump. And we are working on that as we speak. We have conversations with various representatives of China. I believe that that will all work out very well for everybody, China, Japan, the United States and everybody in the region. As far as uh, the currency devaluations, I've been complaining about that for a long time. And I believe that we will all eventually and probably very much sooner than a lot of people understand or think, we will be all at a level playing field because that's the only way it's fair. That's the only way that you can fairly compete in trade and other things. And we will be on that field and we will all be working very hard to do great for our country. But it has to be fair and we will make it fair. That's right. And this is all, again, provided to you in part by the people in General Assembly by, with those 21 requisitions. See, Trump didn't do this single handedly. 
Okay, you got to remember, this is a military operation. This has been a longstanding military operation. It's been going on really, honestly, since the mid 1900s, you know, the, the mid 1900s. I mean, you know, 1950s, I'm saying, you know, with the Restore America plan going forward. Okay, but it is just now coming to a head where finally the people are getting the power back into their hands. Again, just like you hear in my intro of this show, we are taking power back from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Okay, that is what is happening. But these 21 requisitions, again, this is something that was put forward to the military. And again, it basically lays out what the end result is, what is, you know, desired and needed by the people. But however, the military does that is up to them, obviously. And Trump is part of that. Hence why he is still commander in chief. Continuing. London was the financial arm of all of this. Washington was the military arm. Rome was the was the central brain, the core. They call it the, the spirit, but it's not. It's the it's sort of the central brain of this unholy trinity uh, of power. And what they did by doing this is that uh, so Trump's thinking is like the CIA, the Rothschilds, and uh, the financial district of the city of London is too evil, it's too far gone, don't even want to work with them. And he's not, they, they, he circumvented them. Its patriarch during the second half of the 20th century was Sir Evelyn Rothschild, who even today is the financial advisor to Queen Elizabeth. All of their power was, was cut off. And they have been forced to do some some really humbling things uh, over the last 18 months in particular by uh, by POTUS. Now, when Trump left Rome, he flew directly to Brussels, a city he previously called a hellhole. Can he and NATO's European members agree on who their real enemies are? And on International Missing Children's Day, we learn what can be done to both find and prevent losing children. And you all know the two big players that are in Brussels. You have the, the, this uh, European parliamentary for the EU, and then you also have NATO that just happens to, to be in Brussels as well. They were all there, all of the political heads, along with their finance ministers, and, um, and then all of the um, behind the scenes uh, individual players were all there for this. And uh, Trump, apparently very famously, uh, he, he called everyone together for this meeting and then he purposely came late. Uh, well, it's difficult to predict or to interpret how they're feeling, but it's basically um, been a meeting, not a summit, that has been surrounded by a lot of anxiety um, from all um, in, in Brussels and also from European capitals. And he made them just sweat it out. He made these pieces of dung in Brussels sweat it out. So Trump makes the wait. He walks in late. He throws this big folder on the table and he said, we have it all. We have it all. And this is what we're talking about with it's all coming out again. Why do you think Trump has no problem flying back to the swampland of D.C. to allow himself to be arrested and, and all that good stuff? Because, again, he knows it's just like what's her face up there. Jan Halper Hayes said with the, who sits on the task force for the Department of Defense. Be, again, the Space Force, again, one of the requisitions, if I recall correctly, I think it was requisition number 19. I want to say it was according to Destry requisition 19. Oscar, you might remember. But that is, again. 
that requisition was responsible for developing Space Force. Again, a requisition by we the people. Okay. So just want to just put that out there. Let's continue on with this. I mean, you got you to gotta follow along. Why do you think, ladies and gentlemen, I have no more anxiety about what's to come? See, there's still so many people that are trying to come at me sideways on my Telegram and trying to say, oh, well, you know, basically what they're trying to do. I'm not even giving for instances, but I got people that I if you you know, if you see numbers decreasing on my Telegram page, it's because either some people are leaving. Yes, thankfully, you can just clean themselves out or I'm actually deleting them and cleaning them out and blocking them because these same people are trying to, again, try to diminish and discredit the National Assembly and people who are, behind, you know, helping you know, other states assemble because why they don't want these states assembling and getting all 50 states. They know what's going to happen to them when we get all 50 states. Continuing. And in short order, those little rats, those little cowards, they all capitulated in very, very short order. And there was a whole bunch of things that that occurred the, in the following days from there, including the EU backing down on Brexit. No more financial contributions, no more European Court of Justice, no more common fisheries policy, no more being talked down to, no more being bullied, no more Guy Verhofstadt. I mean, I mean, what's not to like? I know you're going to miss us. I know you want to ban our national flags, but we're going to wave you goodbye and we'll look forward in the future to working with you as sovereign. If you disobey the rules, you get cut off. Could we please remove the flags? Um, and uh, NATO having to, you know, step up and, and basically pay for uh, the bulk and, and all of these different nations instead of the United States having to fund all of them. He plans to tell other members to spend more on defense and step up the fight against terrorism. I have been very, very direct with Secretary Stoltenberg and members of the alliance in saying that NATO members must finally contribute their fair share and meet their financial obligations. But 23 of the 28 member nations are still not paying what they should be paying and what they are supposed to be paying for their defense. It's not, it's not like that's a big deal in terms of saving money or anything. No, it's symbolic. It's symbolic. You're going to pay for NATO from now on. We're not because I'm in charge. So when the photo op came for this famous meeting in Brussels, Trump again came late. <laughs> he just shows to everyone who was there that he was in charge of the meeting. He disseminated the information to the press. He said what was going down. He showed them. He came in late and then he left and he owns the EU and NATO. That's why they've done everything they've done uh, ever since. Now, in October of 2017, there was an attempt on the life of the new Saudi crown prince. 
Yeah, if you look at the map, Jake, it gives you an idea of why this was so deadly. Hundreds of our fellow citizens are now mourning the sudden loss of a loved one. Uh, this little operation that was uh, set for him in Las Vegas uh, was uh, was taken down at the last second, and he was he was protected. Some at the concert thought it was firecrackers, some thought it was something wrong with the audio. They say it took them just a few moments to realize what was happening. What what happened at this Las Vegas battle? Hey, you guys! Get down! Go that way! Ben Salman was saved by the, um, the U.S. Uh, military through the intel received by the NSA and then given uh, to um, Ben Salman by Trump. Uh, he was asked to take on an even bigger role and he agreed to do it. He basically was saying to Trump, anything, anything, my brother, anything, my brother. Thank you very much, everybody. It's a great honor to have the Crown Prince with us. It was a low-key arrival for such a high-profile visit. The Crown Prince from Saudi Arabia did not go in through the front door, but soon found himself in the Oval Office. And there, U.S. President Donald Trump addressing mainly a domestic audience. On Trump's behalf, Ben Salman went to all of the major corporations, and in particular, the media companies, so Google, Apple, Twitter, Facebook, Microsoft, uh, all of these main, main companies were all targeted by Ben Salman. And on Trump's behalf, he visited all of them. And of course, th this is all verifiable. I've got, I've got all of the documentation, all of the imagery uh, showing all of these meetings taking place in late October, early November of 2017. And this is Ben Salman essentially doing helping Trump to do all of this, all of this work for him. And he went and he visited all of these puppet heads for all of these puppet companies. And he basically read them the riot act and told them, showed them the documentation that the NSA had on all of them and basically said, you, you play, you play for team Trump and Trump is now in control of, of these corporations or D class. All of this information will be declassified one by one, and each one of you will be offered up um, to the masses as a uh, uh, as a child murderer. So they all capitulated, and there, there's the money shots of all of these various heads of all of these various companies, um, uh, including uh, uh, Jack Dorsey for Twitter. So all this stuff that's been going on lately with um, the, the censorship of Trump by Twitter, it's all part of the game that needs to be played out um, for people to get angry and to um, wake up to what the heck is the evil that's going on and to say something about it and to do something about it and begin to change their lives. So that's real. All of that is real. And Ben Salman helped Trump do this and he went to all of those uh, CEO heads of all of those major um, media companies and uh, social media companies. We are the oldest ally for America in the Middle East, right. uh, more than 80 years. Uh, but there was a warning from the president to Saudi Arabia and others in the region. 
whether it's Saudi Arabia or other countries, as we know, uh, there will be no funding. It is we have a zero tolerance for the funding of terrorists. Among the things to be covered in the talks, the Iran nuclear deal, security across the Middle East. Uh, we've become very good friends over a fairly short period of time. Uh, Mohammed bin Salman has a long list of things to be discussed, debated and agreed during this U.S. trip. And he does so believing his relationship with the president is deep, strong and mutually beneficial. Welcome to Mount Rushmore, welcome to South Dakota, and enjoy your evening. Before the world, this monument will never be desecrated. These heroes will never be defaced. Their legacy will never, ever be destroyed. Their achievements will never be forgotten. And Mount Rushmore will stand forever as an eternal tribute to our forefathers and to our freedom. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be amazing when all this stuff comes out. It really is. It really is. We gather tonight to herald the most important day in the history of nations, July 4th, 1776. At those words, every American heart should swell with pride. Every American family should cheer with delight. And every American patriot should be filled with joy. Because each of you lives in the most magnificent country in the history of the world. And it will soon be greater than ever before. That's right. It will be soon greater than ever before. Our founders launched not only a revolution in government, but a revolution in the pursuit of justice, equality, liberty, and prosperity. No nation has done more to advance the human condition than the United States of America. And no people have done more to promote human progress than the citizens of our great nation. We will state the truth in full without apology. We declare that the United States of America is the most just and exceptional nation ever to exist on Earth. We are proud of the fact that our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. And we understand that these values have dramatically advanced the cause of peace and justice throughout the world. We know that the American family is the bedrock of American life. We recognize the solemn right and moral duty of every nation to secure its borders. And we are building the wall. We remember that governments exist to protect the safety and happiness 
of their own people. A nation must care for its own citizens first. We must take care of America first. It's time. That's right. We believe in equal opportunity, equal justice, and equal treatment for citizens of every race, background, religion, and creed. Every child of every color, born and unborn, is made in the holy image of God. Above all, our children from every community must be taught that to be American is to inherit the spirit of the most adventurous and confident people ever to walk the face of the earth. Americans are the people who pursued our manifest destiny across the ocean, into the uncharted wilderness, over the tallest mountains, and then into the skies, and even into the stars. My fellow citizens, America's destiny is in our sights. America's heroes are embedded in our hearts. America's future is in our hands. And ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. best is yet to come folks the best is yet to come and i'll tell you what that gave me chills when i heard that oh my goodness did that give me chills that was just so inspiring so jaw-dropping because you know you know that what's going to come in this future is not too far off in the distant future but we still have work to do and this is why you need to get involved in your general assembly why do you think there's such heavy attempts to, you know, to put a coup within the assembly of states, not just Michigan? There's other states that are affected by this states out west, states out east states. They're, 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 they are activating all assets because they know what's to come. They know what's to come and what's to come. Just like Oscar was saying right here in the chat, can't wait to see what God is cooking up. All glory is going to go to God when all this transpires again. This is not man doing this. This is man working as a tool by being submissive to God as part of God's plan. Because man can't be, uh, man is useless when it comes to helping one another out. But with, with submitting to God and being used as a mechanism and a tool on behalf of God, all things are possible. And that is what is occurring. And I tell you what, it's going to be so great. It's going to be so glorious. And all glory is going to go to God. With that, what we're going to do is we're going to end on prayer because I know Rietta has to go do some gardening. Let me get her added on the chat here. Hopefully this works. This will be a first time inviting a, uh, actually not really first time. We have Oscar and other people, but uh, we're having Rietta on. She's with the California General General Assembly, and I don't care what you've heard. 
out there. She is part of the rightful lawful assembly. So let me invite her as a speaker. Let me see if this will work. Hopefully it will work and Podbean doesn't act stupid. So Rietta, I added you as a speaker. I think, can you hear me all right? Because it says connected. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hey, welcome to the show, Rietta. Long time. Well, actually, we haven't. We've only spoken via text or uh, or chat. So it's first time actually talking, talking. So how are you doing? I am doing great yes that is awesome it's so you and morning and i'm super excited to go gardening one of my favorite things to do every friday angie and i have a lot of fun and it's doing well we pray over that garden every single time we're together oh that is awesome that is so awesome well angie is the one that put a bug in my ear and said that you have a miraculous gift and a oh. talent for uh just praying, just you, you are a prayer warrior, I heard. So that's why I was like, you know what? Let's just have her on the show. It, it was her suggestion. I agreed. So let me just give credit where credit's due. Uh, but I said, you know what? I'd be totally open to that because we know you well enough now. We know you're not some infiltrator that's going to try to, you know, screw up the show. So we trust you over here, basically, is what we're saying. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah. I'm yes. God has given me that opportunity to pray and I've seen over in my time with him since 1995 when I gave my life to the Lord, his faithfulness. And so Romans 8:28 is my life verse and he just proves himself over and over and I'm so grateful. Oh, well, that is really, really, really awesome. Hold on a second. Mary, Mary on Telegram saying that the audio is a little low. Let me see if I can adjust something on Telegram. Then. See, they don't like when, you know this, you've heard, they don't like when we put stuff out there. It seems like they try to really mess with us. Um, let me see. Let me increase the audio here. Why is this not working? Crap. Yeah, I tell you, I'm still getting used to Telegram. We'll have to get this figured out at some point. But, uh, but anyway, um, would you like to do the, well, first off, before we do in the prayer, how was your birthday? <laughs> Thank you for asking. It was really great. It, just nice. We were at that county fair, as you know, and um, it was just really good. Thank you. You made me feel so special with the song and all the birthday wishes, and it was really sweet. So thank you. Oh, and it's all of the family on the his hardline podcast was super sweet and i probably sound groggy because i just got up <laughs> ah, it's okay so i haven't even had my tea yet <laughs> your chocolate tea right your chocolate well, tea today i'm doing pomegranate um pomegranate yeah try to change it out and yeah so oh, wow I, that's awesome my that chocolate is awesome. tea is more of a cold weather thing and so anyway <laughs> but well, yeah tender. thank you everybody <laughs> for the birthday wishes well, good deal. Well, I tell you, what a special show for you to do a prayer on, because I tell you, you you'll definitely have to go back and listen to the replay because it is, it is inspiring. I was playing something from Jan Halper Hayes, who was a, a part of the task force um, for the Department of Defense, and she goes into discussing. I mean, everything that's been coming out, you know, about you know taking down the power from Vatican and the Crown and dc i mean you really have to go back and listen to it it's really interesting but she basically talks about how the nsa and the dod through space force which we all know was part of you know requisition number 19 was the development of space force by the people in general assembly to get put together but she was saying how space force they have it all the goods they have all the goods on everybody so you should definitely go back and listen to this you'll like it oh 
I will. Are you posting it soon? Because I've got about an hour drive to Angie's. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Once, once Podbean does its thing, I'm kind of unfortunately at the, uh, the uh, mercy of Podbean, making sure they process it. And then once it processes, then I can post it. But, uh, but by all means, would you like to do the honors? I will leave the floor open to you for prayer. Okay. Thank you. Mm, Father, I just, um, so humbled to be able to do this and, Father, I know you hear our prayers, whether they're verbal or silent. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness over the years. For all of us, Lord, you have brought us to this time for such a time as this. Lord, you have handpicked each and every person in this assembly. And Lord, you know the good and you know the bad, and we just are praying for favor. We're also praying for repentance for those who come against us. Lord, we know no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And we thank you, God, that we can walk boldly, knowing that we have your power from the Holy Spirit to do the things that you've called us to do. And God, we pray for each and every person because we know everybody's got some kind of a struggle or somebody in their family who's unsaved or sick. God, we pray special blessings on the unsaved that they would see your mighty hand. And Lord, that they would give their life to you. It's so worth it. And God, for those who are sick, as Donnie and I have um, sickness in our parents, we pray for everybody out there who's got somebody who's ill, that you would give them the wisdom and the discernment to help them, to pray for them. And God, for the unspoken prayers of anybody on this call today, that they would be um, trusting in you fully knowing that you will work things out for our good because we love you and you've called us according to your purpose. So even the challenges of life, Lord, become great blessings if we just look to you and trust you. So we thank you, God. We thank you for Jason and Katie and Haven and all those who are part of the assembly. We pray that you would bless them and protect them. Continue to give us the boldness to speak truth we love you lord and we're so excited about what is to come because we know it's always going to be great we love you in jesus mighty name amen amen thank you so much for that and that is awesome i really really appreciate that um yeah now i figured out what the issue was with the audio um on telegram because because you're on the Podbean end, because somebody uh, who's in the Michigan Assembly was saying um, her audio is very, very low, and I figured it out why. Because when when I have audio that goes from, it's boy, how do I explain it? Let's put it this way: so when I have Podbean playing, like any music or the audio, I have to switch a setting over on Telegram's end so it can hear me. But then when I play like a um, I don't want to say it. There's two different switches. I have to switch back and forth. So depending on where audio is coming from. So whatever um, Mary was picking up on Telegram was actually through my headphones. So she can hear you. But she was like, it's so low. So now I understand what she was hearing. But oh, uh, yeah. But anyway, but that was an excellent prayer. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for allowing me. I'm happy to do that anytime. Oh, well, we're going to have to have you on more times because I like your prayers a lot better than my prayer. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter the words. It matters the heart. <laughs> well, I tell you what, God's still working on my heart. You, I think you have, you, God worked on your heart for more years than me. So I think your heart's going to be a lot bigger than mine. <laughs> well, okay. 
Jason, I'm old enough to your, be your mama. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do appreciate that. And I'm glad you came on and, and I know you have places to go, but I just wanted to bid you adieu and have a great day and, and have fun in the garden. Thank you. We will. I'll send a picture. <laughs> very, very good. Well, you have an excellent, excellent day and we'll catch up later. You also, Jason. All God right. Bless you all. God bless you. Bye-bye. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Rietta there out there in the California General Drill Assembly who um, honored us with this prayer. And I tell you what, Angie was right. She is an excellent prayer warrior. I mean, she she's really good. I think, I think all of us can be really good prayer warriors, right? I mean, it's just like she said, it's just all depending on the heart. And that was just really awesome. And what a great show for her to actually do that on. Um, and I think we're going to have her on more times. I think, uh, that was an excellent, excellent prayer. I think we're going to have her on, you know, randomly as she chooses, you know, I'm not going to put her on a spot, but if she decides to want to do a prayer, I think we're going to open up the mic for her to do that or any, you know, anyone who wants to do prayer. If you, you know, if you feel comfortable with it, I'd be happy and honored to have you on there, but this is the first time we were doing this. So I thought this would be perfect. So, um, I do appreciate everyone being here. Go back, listen to the replay. You're not going to want to miss this one because, again, this is going to, this is, I think I'm going to highlight this show. And the audio pieces that I played, I will make sure that I post on Telegram for all of you so you can see it. So, with that said, today's song choice is a lot different than what I've been playing lately. We're going to play a little Hank Williams Jr. today, a song that always has been near and dear to me A Country Boy Can Survive. So we're going to play that and then we're going to close out the show and I'm going to enjoy the rest of my day with my family. And tomorrow will be podcast free Saturday because we have Coast Guard Festival happening here in Grand Haven. That's where I will be grabbing my civil peace flag. I got to go out and buy a new flagpole because my original one got destroyed in a windstorm. And um, I'm going to wave my civil peace flag and Katie and I, we're going to make a shirt that says, ask me about the National Assembly. And um, I'm going to have a civil peace flag on that shirt as well. And I'm going to direct people to the national-assembly.net website because I know the number one question people are going to ask, what's this flag about? Well, it's funny you should ask. I don't really have the time to talk about it today, but I will tell you that this is the civil peace flag. This is the flag during peacetime. And if you want to know more about it, there's actually a podcast you can listen to on national-assembly.net. Here, it's right on my shirt. Give it a listen, you know, check it out, write it down, go check it out. And it explains the history and why the civil peace flag is so important. So we will be posting pictures and I might be doing maybe a telegram live uh, tomorrow, possibly of the Coast Guard. In fact, that's what I might do. Instead of a podcast, I might do a telegram live so you guys can see what Coast Guard is all about because we are right there on the path as all the Coast Guard service members go by. So I think that's what we're going to do. I think that'll be really, really great. So I hope you all have an excellent day, excellent night, morning, wherever you're at in the world. And if you're going to be in the garden, do like Rietta and Angie are doing. Pray heavily in your garden. Talk to your plants. Talk to your veggies and fruit. They will prosper. They will thrive. And remember, all glory goes to God. And with that, I hope you all have an excellent day excellent night and we will be back here tomorrow for a live stream but we will be back here officially on the podcast on sunday evening god bless ladies and gentlemen let's see if this song will play is it not going to play
says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold grind Is up and the stock market's down And you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I live back in the woods, you see A woman and the kids and the dogs and me I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive And a country boy can survive Country folks can survive I can plow a field all day long I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn Make our own whiskey and our own smoke too Ain't too many things these old boys can't do And homemade wine And country boy can survive Country folks can survive Because you can't stop us out And you can't make a run Those wooden old boys raised on shotguns We say grace, we say ma'am If you ain't into that We don't give a damn From the West Virginia coal mines and the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies. And we can skin a buck, we can run a trot line, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. I had a good friend in New York City. He never called me by my name, just Hillbilly. My grandpa taught me how to live off the land, and his taught him to be a businessman. He used to send me pictures of the Broadway nights, and I'd send him some homemade wine. But he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife For $43 my friend lost his life I'd love to spit some beach nut in that dude's eyes And shoot him with my old 45 Cause a country boy can survive Country folks can survive California and South Alabama and little towns all around this land. We can skin a buck and run a trot line and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. Country boy can survive. Country boy.
Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line.
we'll see you back here next time.